and an ape called Peregrine. And now it's time to say hello to Radio 4 listeners who once again opt out of their own programs to join us here on Radioactive for a unique, never-to-be-repeated one-off occasion that you can incidentally hear again at the same time tomorrow. <laughs> As the Radioactive Repertory Company present a world premiere spectacular. <laughs> indeed. Well, what a night, Anna. What an atmosphere, Mike. What an occasion, Anna. Yes, indeed. And what a sensational evening this is going to be, Mike. Yes, but no need to go over the top, Anna, because tonight is the world premiere of the Radioactive Repertory Company's live dramatisation of Charles Dickens' classic novel, David Chiselnut. But don't overdo it, Mike, because it's not absolutely live at the moment, Mike, is it? Because you're talking, and what a pleasure that is for all of us. <laughs> But it will be live when it starts, which is due to be now, but we believe that they've been held up a little, so they'll be starting just as soon as they can. And if I can just squeeze a word in edgeways here, Anna, we will be bringing you the drama live as it happens. But uh, while we're waiting, let's go over and join Mike Flex, who's ready with our problem phone-in. And with me are Dr David Kilbride, social worker Tony Sunderland, and resident sociologist at Loughborough Polytechnic, Reg Morgan. And our first caller is Agnes, your problem, Agnes. Well, you see, my husband... Husbands contracted Ankylosa spondylicus, yes. but I don't really know what it is, and yes. also I don't really know how to pronounce it. Right. Okay, David. Uh, well, the pronunciation uh, is in fact Ankylosa spondylicus, and it's a spinal complaint. Right, Tony. Well, spondylitis is the pronunciation, and it's a muscular disease. Red. <laughs> it's from the Latin, and it's Ankylosa spondylicus, and it's a freak weather storm off the coast of Argentina. <laughs> Okay, so it's a spinal complaint, a muscular disease, or an Argentinian weather storm, Agnes. Well, I quite like David's spinal complaint, <laughs> or even Tony's muscular disease. Yes. Rich's Argentinian storm. Oh, it's so unlikely it has to be. <laughs> Reg? Oh, no, it's a bluff. <laughs> so who gave the correct definition? <laughs> Ah, so ankylosis spondylicus is in fact a spinal complaint, often fatal, Agnes. Feeling good, thank God I'm alive. Listening to So, uh, thank you all very much, gentlemen, and a chance to have a quick word with our chairman, Sir Norman Tonsil, who I'm sure is going to enjoy our drama production today. Uh, yes, indeed. I shall be in my office with my large brandy and cigar, sitting right by my radio. Great. Just in case anyone has the smart idea of trying to turn it on. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much, Sir Norman. Well, we can, in fact, go over to the Drama Repertory Company now, who are about to broadcast their absolutely live production. No. No, they're not ready to start. They're still rehearsing, in fact. But we can go over there and hear them absolutely live uh, rehearsing. Uh, right, once more, Ian. 
Upon my word, sir, young Master Chuzzlewitz knows what's what, no mistake. Uh, 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 yes, uh, Ian, if I what? could just interrupt you there. Yeah. Um, thanks very much. Mm -hmm. uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, however, <laughs> I'd just like to uh, take you into a slightly different area, if I could. Yeah. I'd like you to approach this piece from a slightly different angle. Mm -hmm. What I'd like you to do, if you could, Ian, is just do it better. <laughs> Better. Yeah, better. Okay, right. Um, upon my word, sir, young Master Tuzzlewitz knows what's uh, sorry, what's... Sorry, Ian, can I interrupt you just once again? Uh, perhaps yeah. I didn't make myself quite clear. Uh, what I'd like you to do, what I want from this piece, is for you to just do it better. Uh, if you like, not so badly. <laughs> just concentrate on being good. Being, being good, right. Um, Upon my word, sir, young Master Chuzzlewitz... <laughs> Sorry, Ian, look, I'll tell you what. Uh, perhaps we should try another approach. Mm -hmm. uh, do you remember we saw Gielgud play this part? Yes, yes. Now, Gielgud used a very interesting technique here, mm -hmm. and I think it's a technique we could adopt too, Ian. Now, what he was doing was acting well. <laughs> if you like, he was being a good actor. And I think you're falling into the old trap of being a bad actor. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, obviously, that's the end of the rehearsal, which means that it's now time for... Time for Radioactive! Time for Radioactive! No? <laughs> right? Traffic report. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Anna. Well, traffic is moving very slowly on the M47 at the moment in both directions. And there's a two-mile tailback on the flyover caused by an accident between an articulated lorry travelling eastbound and a white open-top sports car coming far too fast in the other direction. The sports car swerved to the left, the lorry swerved to the right. The sports car swerved back to the right, the lorry swerved back to the left and then, boom, they hit each other. Smack on! All the people in the sports car shot up in the air all over the lorry. And then another car went into the back of the lorry. Boom! Boof. All the other cars screeching to a halt. And people were running around shouting, Oh my God, there's been an accident! And then the people, oh, the police arrived. Na, 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 na. Oh God, it was all right, all right, all right. What's happened here? Oh God, there's been an accident. I can see that. Where's the people from the sports car? They're all sitting on top of the lorry. All right, all right, everyone, clear away now. Clear away. Um, so you can expect some delays the next year. <laughs> I'm pleased to say that we can now go over to Studio 4A, where the drama rep are ready to start. Uh, well, the drama rep obviously wanting an absolutely spotless studio before they start. Uh, why not? Why not wreck our schedules and give us all stomach ulcers? I'm uh, sure that none of us would want them to go out on time when there's a bit of dirt on the studio floor. And now, Commercial time. Oh, hello. <laughs> I'm an actor. <laughs> you know, in my job, I, I get a lot of stress. And stress means headaches and aching muscles, well, you probably know, don't you? Well, as an actor, I, I can't let it interfere with my work, can I? Hmm? 
And that's why I take this. McLovitz, 100% proof whiskey. Goodbye. <laughs> Last year, Tran Am Airlines flew more people nonstop from Gatwick Airport to the USA and at a cheaper rate than any of our competitors. We provided free drinks, free meals, and free movies nonstop on every flight. We gave you a no surcharge guarantee. And when we said duty free, we meant free. How many other airlines can say that much? And that's why this year, Tran Am Airlines has gone bust. Say goodbye to Tran Am. And now, Radioactive proudly presents the opening night of the Repertory Company's live drama. Yes, it seems we are not quite ready to hear the radioactive rep's live dramatisation of Charles Dickens' classical novel, David Chiselnut. So, uh, as we have our eminent guests here, uh, let's instead turn our attention to Dolly Pardon. As we hear her latest duet with a man of her own record company's choice, the grey-bearded loon of country music, Kenny Rogers. <laughs> It seems like it was only yesterday The greatest country singers in the USA Success came with every song And all of my very own
we've sent Uncle Mike out of the studio to find out just what people think about Charles Dickens. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Excuse me. What, what do you know about Charles Dickens? Uh, it's the furniture store. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> uh, he's the lead guitarist of Duran Duran. <laughs> no. <laughs> Taylor's, isn't it? No. <laughs> uh, Charles Dickens, yeah, it's a pub and bacon head. <laughs> <laughs> Novelist. No. Oh, yes, he is. No, he isn't. Yes, he is. I studied him for my PhD. He's not a novelist. Well, who is he then? I don't know. Well, I'm afraid uh, we haven't got time to stay around for the end of that fascinating literary debate because I'm delighted to say that it is finally time for the radioactive drama reproduction. So, without further ado, here is Martin Brown. Okay, uh, thanks very much. <laughs> and it's uh, certainly a great honour and privilege to be uh, to, to play such a vital part in, the, in this great cultural occasion. Thank you, Martin. Now, it was uh, four teas and five coffees, wasn't it? <laughs> That's right. And now, the radioactive drama rep. The Radioactive Drama Repertory Company presents David Chazabot by Charles Dickens. <laughs> the year is 1844. <laughs> the city, London. Roses, get your lovely roses. Lavender, get your lavender. The rank stench of death fills the air as women and children die on the streets happily. <laughs> die on the streets. Happily, our story begins with one boy who lives, and this is his tale. Well, boy, what's your name? David. Now, boy, where's your warrants? <laughs> Please, sir, I don't have any parents. Then you'll have to stay with us or fan. You'll have to stay with us, orphan. <laughs> now, boy, eat your gruel. Yes, sir. <laughs> Please, sir, can I have some more gruel? What? Gruel, can I have some more on? <laughs> on my plate. <laughs> More on my plate. You're a wishes one, is you? You're a wishes, wishes William. Willem, Willem. You wishes Willem, I'm going to give you a real wiping. A whipping like you've never been wiped. I'll wallop and whack you till you wet better. Get, get better. Here's your stick, Mr Thwackham. Thank you, Mrs Thwackham. White boy. Oh! Not so hard, Mr Thwackham. Stay after this, ma'am. Oh! Oh, no! Take that! Oh. Stop this at once! <laughs> Who are you, sir? I've come to say that this boy has an uncle. A uncle? <laughs> yes, and at this very moment he is speeding. <laughs> His way hither. Whoa! 
kind, sire. That'll be two and one half pennies, an it please you, sire. Here, yeah, good cabby, keep the change. Oh, magic, good on you. <laughs> Giddy up. Oh, cabby. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yes, sire. Have you heard of St. Little Murder's Orphanage? St. Little Murder's Orphanage, sir? No, I can't say I am. <laughs> Unless it's that one there. Giddy up. St. Little Murder's Orphanage, founded 1806. Hello. Hello. It is my belief I have a nephew who resides here. One uh, David Chuzzabutt, and an audience with him is all I crave. You'd west come in then, upon my word. No, thank you. I'll wait here. <laughs> uncle, uncle. David Chuzzabutt, my boy. My dear young nephew, my boy. You're to leave this place today. Oh, wonderful. But, but, but. But. <laughs> Don't try and stop me, Mr. Thwackham. I've decided to adapt this... I've decided to adopt this boy. I have discovered certain documents that prove I am his uncle, and furthermore, I've written authorization from the Mayor of London, himself a, a cast-iron case. I think you I've, I've written authorization from the Mayor of London, himself. A cast-iron case, I think you'll agree. Very well, then. You may live to regret this. <laughs> so, David, was spored any more sufferings at the walkhouse? <laughs> his kindly uncle took him at once to his horse in the heart of the city of London. Here, David, this is to be your new home. Oh, who is it? Your master with his newly found nephew. Oh, come in, sir. <laughs> Mrs. Gammy, this is young David, rescued from the poorhouse after my discovery of certain documents that told me of how I was his uncle. To be sure, sir. David, Mrs. Gammy comes from Gloucestershire. <laughs> so, weeks and moths paced in perfect hippiness for David. Typing's atrocious. But little did he know that it was soon to end. One Brit summer's day, he tuck himself along to walk in the nearby park. <laughs> Ah, gotcha! 
Mr. Thwackham! Ah, I thought we were safe to be, my little Let orphan. Let me go! So, having seized young David, Mr. Thwackham soon revealed his intentions with regard to the boy. To wit, buggery. <laughs> Burglary, I think. <laughs> a house was selected, and all he needed was a boy who could squeeze inside a grating. And the chosen night was that night, which was Thursday. And the hour appointed was five o'clock. What hour is it, sir? Tis late, tis nearly five. It's five now. <laughs> now, boy, you are to climb through that window without a sound. Please, sir, don't make me. I'm in no mood to trifle, Humph. <laughs> I'm in no mood to trifle. Huh. <laughs> in you goes, boy. Ugh, ugh. Now, boy, undo those bolts. Lift up the casement. And now, the window. Well done, boys. <laughs> now pass out the wallables as quiet as you can. Ah, oh, handkerchiefs. <laughs> Now come out as quiet as you went in. All right. Oh, I've knocked over a candle. Help me! Help I must me. escape the police Help approach. Blow your whistle, Sergeant. Uh, yes, sir. Which way did he go, sir? A little step and ask this poor bigger woman. Which way did he go? Towards the river, he did. Thank you, let's go. Uh, uh, which way did you say he went? Uh, towards the river, he did. Oh, thank you, let's go. Oh, there he is. Let's watch him for a bit. <laughs> let's go. There he is. Stop, dude. Gotcha. Oh! Very good, Sergeant. Well done. This is the end for you, Thwackham. As indeed it were, the end for the oval Mr. Thwackham. For the height of Kurt Law, before what Mr. Thwackham did appear, did most surely sentence him to death at Boy Street Police Station. Ebenezer Thwackham, you will now be hung. No. Yes, hung by the neck until dead. <laughs> As to David, his pate was none the better. As to David, his fate was none the better. I have the top copy of this. Such were the luckless circumstances upon which he happened to dance. Hmm. 
David has been forked to take up a job in a circum. <laughs> Owned be the Fiumis, Mr. Billington. He liver in Squalum, work for Notinge in Pearly Brid the Mork Settle Thompson. <laughs> Never going to understand this. <laughs> but who are you with such a painted face, baggy trousers, and bright red nose? I am Matilda, the gypsy woman. How did, how did you know I was in trouble? I could tell, my boy. Come with me, circus boy. The kind gypsy lady Matilda took then our hero to her humble swelling, where she made plans to help him flit to the south, to a new job, and she assured his to a better way of live. Her friend, she explained, ran an inn on the outskirts of Lundu, and she was sure they would welcome her helping hard. Meanwhile, his uncle Tom continued the lurch for his lost Napier. Hello, my doxy. What brings you here? What wench are you? I am a trumpet. <laughs> I am a strumpet. Well, none of you. I seek a boy. I told you to change this. <laughs> what boy is that, sir? My lost nephew. Oh, he won't come here, will he, sir? Spectable boy like that, huh? He won't come to a rough place like this to be cuffed and buffeted. <laughs> buffeted. Oh, no, sir, you'll never find a boy like that working as a pot boy in a place like this. Can I take your pot away, sir? David Chuzzlenit. Uncle. No, call me not uncle, for I have found some further documents. I am your father. Father? <laughs> David. Call you him David Chuzzlebutt? Yes. David Chuzzlenut? Yes. I am his mother. Mother? My son. That was the Radioactive Drama Repertory Company's production of David Chuzzlenut. Adopted... Adapted from Charles Dickens by the Radioactive Drama Record Company. <laughs> the Radioactive Drama Repertory Company. <laughs> Pathetic. was performed by Helen Atkinson Wood, Angus Deaton, Geoffrey Perkins, Philip Pope and Michael Fenton Stevens. Music was by Philip Pope and the programme was written by Geoffrey Perkins and Angus Deaton with additional material by John Cantor, Moray Hunter, John Doherty and Michael Fenton Stevens. The producer was Jamie Ricks. Oh, well, I'm afraid the radioactive drama repertory production has finished rather earlier than expected. <clears throat> but uh, I'm delighted to say that for the next few minutes, listeners on BBC Radio will be entertained by the continuity announcer's celebrated and amusing impersonations of various farmyard animals. <laughs> Starting with the domestic goat. <laughs> 